Welcome to the Therapy Insiders podcast. And I know what you're thinking. Who is this woman? And what happened to Jean and Ben and Joe or Urson? Why is some woman on here doing the intro for Therapy Insiders? I will tell you, I am Dr. Karen Litzy, and I'm normally the host of the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart podcast. And for this week's episode, Jean and I decided to air the same conversation on both podcasts. So if you're listening to Therapy Insiders or you're listening to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart, you're going to get the same episode today. Why is that? That is because Jean and I felt that the topic of today's episode is so important. We wanted to amplify it. We wanted to get as many ears on this as possible. So today, Jean and I are talking about leadership in physical therapy, but not just any leadership. We're talking about female leadership in the physical therapy profession. So I know what a lot of you are thinking. Sharon Dunn, who is the president of the American Physical Therapy Association, woman. A lot of people on the board of the APTA are women. Your CI is a woman. Some of your mentors were women. And we're not saying there aren't some amazing kick-ass female leaders in the physical therapy profession because there are. The issue is they are not thought of as leaders. We feel like they're not top of mind. And we're trying, so Jean and I had a conversation here, try and figure out what's going on. Why are they not top of mind? And what can we do as physical therapists to help this situation? So other things we spoke about, some creative solutions for hiring the best fit for your company's culture, why women are not thought of as leaders in the physical therapy profession, how to enhance the female voice through amplification, which hopefully Jean and I are doing today, how to grow an audience with solid content and consistency, and strategies to overcome imposter syndrome, and how to foster an environment for vulnerability. So all these things are very important, and they're obviously go beyond the world of physical therapy to a larger societal issue, and we acknowledge that. But hopefully... Through having more conversations like the one Jean and I had in this episode, we're hoping to foster more communication. Don't be afraid of the conversations. If you're a woman, don't be afraid to speak up. If you're a man, don't be afraid to speak up for your, for your fellow colleague who might be a woman. It's all about working together as a cohesive profession to help advance everyone. And hopefully this conversation is a start um, and we hope you like it. If you do, then definitely leave us messages on social media, whether it be on Facebook or on Twitter, because we want to know your opinion as well. So I hope everyone enjoys this episode. I really want to thank Jean for having me on and for letting me do the intro for Therapy Insiders today. I really appreciate it. And everyone enjoy the episode. Thanks for that awesome intro, Karen. And I am so excited to get into this episode. But first... Let's hear a word from our sponsor, WebPT. Insurance is a complicated beast. It's even more complicated for your patients, I promise you. So wh what do you do when your patients don't really understand their benefits or if you're struggling to collect payments from, from the patients with high deductible plans? Like, wh What do you do? How do you combat all these changes in the constantly evolving healthcare landscape? And Insurance is confusing as it is, and I'm sure you have all these questions. I get plenty of questions about insurance, um, and I usually ask them to people that really know insurance a lot better than I do. But there, there's so much information, and, and thankfully, 
Heidi Janenga, WebPT president and co-founder, and WebPT CEO Nancy Ham sat down and did an awesome webinar, which you can find at webpt.com forward slash sticker. That's webpt.com forward slash sticker. Free webinar about insurance. You, you can all these questions that I posed in the beginning get answered. If you're if your patients have questions about high deductibles and just how you deal with this entire complex environment in a really customer experience friendly way definitely check out webpt.com forward slash sticker for their free webinar on all stuff insurance deductibles health plans and now let's get into therapy insiders to this special episode of When Podcasts Collide. Um, I'm, I'm super excited. This is really kind of the first time I've done this. We've had an episode with Larry Benz at CSM where we kind of shared our podcast, but I'm really, really excited. I'm probably more excited for this podcast than a lot of other ones that I've done uh, because this is an important topic that we're talking about. And I'm speaking today with Dr. Karen Litzy, um, Karen has her own incredible uh, podcast that's been very successful, and I'm sure you've listened to it. It's called Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. Um, Karen talks about a lot of cool stuff from pain science to entrepreneurship, which is near and dear to my heart. Uh, But recently, Karen asked a great question on the Dr. Physical Therapy Student Forum. Uh, Facebook page and this this question started a huge discussion this is a discussion we've had a, lo- a lot of times and for a long time and in a, in a lot of industries but um, it, it's, it's a very important conversation to have and, and Karen um, if, if you if you wouldn't mind just kind of setting up that the question and and introduce it and really l- let's get into what sparked it in the first place and see if we can kind of break it down a little bit. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that we're doing this just to kind of raise awareness about, about this topic because it is an important topic. And the question that I asked, it was back in March was why do you think women in the physical therapy profession are not thought of as leaders in the field? Um, especially on social media parentheses, Um, women are, so we'll just keep it at that. So why do you think women in the PT profession are not thought of as leaders in the field? And I just want to preface that in no way, shape or form, do I think there are not strong female leaders in the physical therapy world. I think there are a lot of them from academia to private practice to hospital administration. I think there's a lot. Um, but they're not top of mind. And and of course that can go to a larger societal issue. Like if you close your eyes and think about a leader, oftentimes you're thinking about a man. And I don't mean a leader in the PT profession, I just mean a leader in general, because that's what you often see portrayed in movies and in real life. 
you know, from our presidencies to CEOs of large corporations, oftentimes, not all the time, well, presidents they are, um, but CEOs of large corporations, things like that, oftentimes they, they tend to be men. And for me, and what, I'm, what I was trying to get a better grasp on to create content for the Women in PT Summit coming up in September was, why is that disconnect happening in a profession that has 64% women? And that's why I kind of posted this question. And it certainly um, got a lot of passionate and interesting answers. That's a very political way of saying it. Um, it, it ran a spectrum of very rational, deep thoughts to people just going off their shit, saying stuff that absolutely has one no business coming out of somebody's mouth, let alone in a group like this. So it, it really spanned, but I think it, it really shows how how volatile this this topic is, and really how th there's no consistency in it. And even though even though Karen, we know in in this field. Of, of clinicians, of doctors, of scientists, that we, we, we hark on evidence-based and we hark on following data, and, and data has shown that women are as good and actually, in most cases, better leaders than men, but we're, we're kind of still entrenched in more more traditional mindset of, of, of leadership, kind of what you're alluding to. Yeah, and, and you know, I remember going to the PPS meeting two years ago when it was in Orlando and I had never been to the PPS meeting before. And it was this that really kicked off or sparked in me the, the desire to even have this women in PT summit. And it was, I went there and there was like no women. I was like, where are all the ladies at? Like, it's all dudes. Like, this is so bizarre. Like it was so strange to me to see that given again the demographics of the profession but when you look at leadership positions it's like the inverse you know it's it's third less than 40 percent it may even be around 30 percent i don't know the exact numbers there but are are in leadership positions and i just thought it was so strange and then when you looked at the speakers at pps that year they were pretty much all men except for women talking about how to break into women's health in the private practice. Hmm. I mean, that's yeah, insane. That's and there are plenty of women in private practice who are very successful, own multiple clinics. And when you look at the range of at things, especially, and I'm singling out the PPS meeting just because that's what I know, um, it was like all men. And all the keynote speakers were men and had been for a long time. You know, since they, now Larry Benz was like, no, there was a woman once, I think. And I'm like, come on. Like, if you have to be like, no, there was one once, like, that's still not acceptable. You know, so it's like, how are we supposed to empower women to get into leadership positions if in a lot of these conferences, this one in particular, women are not even really factored in at all. Yeah, it's it's an important question. And um, speaking of Larry, you know, Larry, John, the EIM crew, I know they they've done incredible stuff with integrating women. But I think it's an important an important concept here. And and this this is my mindset on this, Karen. Is it it's it's not a conversation of verses. This is not men versus women. Um, this is not forcing anybody to be leaders because I heard that I've heard that uh, part of it as well I've had women 
you know, I've, I've, had, I've asked this question and they say, well, who are people to tell me that I should be a leader just because I'm a woman? And uh, to me, this is not a conversation about this and also not who's better, men or women. It's, it's about having the opportunity to be a leader and be seen based on merit, not mm-hmm. on sex. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I had a conversation the other night for a podcast and there was a, a student um female student and she said she asked i don't know if it was a ci or if it was a, a, a one of her professors i i'm not sure but it was a woman and she said you know i w- i'm the student said i'm kind of interested in opening my own practice and she said well you're going to probably want to partner with someone who does the business side of it especially cuz you're a woman and i was like what does that have to and she's like so what do you think about that i was like well I have a business and I'm a woman and I don't have a partner. I mean, you I I think having a partner is great. But it doesn't matter. You shouldn't have a partner because you're a woman. You should have a partner because you really like to do one thing and you hate to do another thing and you find someone who really likes to do that thing that you hate and together you can you can make this great uh business together. That's why you find that's why people partner up, you know? It but I don't think that you should part you should have to go out and seek someone who's more businessy because you're a woman. And I was like, what Absolutely. are like our feeble female brains not enough to be able to figure out the business side of things? Well, it's crazy. It's, it's a crazy I'm, statement. Obviously. Obviously, you women don't have as big of brains as us, Karen. That that's obviously, yeah. obviously, what's going on here. I mean, what what else could it be, right? It's crazy. It's insane. It, it is um, crazy. It is crazy, and, and but but it's obviously this this is societal in a big way. It, mm-hmm. it comes down to gender roles um, from the '40s, the '50s, when women were were the the home homemakers, home takers, whatever that word has evolved into. Um, Stay at home moms, mm-hmm. and and again, the, the, I think this is this is worth em- empathizing uh, emphasizing over and over again. There's nothing wrong if that's the role you want. Just absolutely. the same thing, guys. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And that we're not saying that uh, because I feel like people are going to come after us that we're, we're you know, demeaning women because some of them want to do that. That's not the point. The same thing with guys. We're not demeaning anybody. We're, we're trying to talk about what what these where these roles come from and shed light on on it versus ignoring it and continuing traditional kind of mindset of these things. And really kind of digging through the roots of where this is laid and, and really how we can lay the foundation because we also talk about how how excited we are and how opportunistic the field of physical therapy is with this, this new generation of students coming up and even more women. And, and the last thing we want for anybody, men or women, is to fall into stereotypes and most importantly past pathways that really won't lead to growth in our field and, and that, that would be a shame. Yeah, I mean, I think it's everyone, I mean, everyone chooses their own path. And that's awesome. That's the beauty of living in a country where you can do that and living in a, you know, so you could follow whichever path you want to follow. And that's amazing. Um, But you should have every each gender should have the opportunities afforded to them to follow that path. And I think that in some cases, women are oftentimes not afforded the opportunity because the employer may think, well, they're, they might get pregnant, and so I don't know that I want to promote them. Whereas 
for a man, they may promote because, hey, it, it's, he doesn't have to worry about taking care of the children, which is wrong, I have to say, because men, why, you know, men want to be part of their children's life just as much as the mom does. Um, Absolutely. <clears throat> so I think that's wrong. And I, and I think a lot of times the qualities that women have maybe are not thought of as traditional leadership qualities. So here's an example. I have a patient that uh, used to work at Goldman Sachs. And when he first entered into Goldman Sachs, so he's around my age, you know, he might be a little younger than me. At the time, Goldman Sachs was making a big push to hire a lot of women. And he said what was so interesting is, yes, they did hire women, but then this, the women that they hired just couldn't advance up the ladder like they wanted them to because they were hiring women who kind of had the same qualities as men in, during the hiring process, meaning they were a little bit pushier, you know, maybe had some sharper elbows. They had all these qualities that men in leadership traditionally have, and then they couldn't move up into the ranks because those weren't the qualities that, that they needed in order to move up in the ranks. And so he said for, for them, it kind of backfired a little bit and they had to rethink how, what their hiring process was. Because, you know, oftentimes women are good leaders because we tend to be collaborative. We tend to be better listeners. We tend to be, you know, better at organiz at organizing things versus just kind of pushing people out of the way to get to the top. And so, it was it was interesting to hear from obviously Goldman Sachs in the financial world is certainly a more do male dominated field, um, but it was interesting to hear that even as they tried to include more women, they kind of went about it the wrong way, and so it made me think. Well, in the physical therapy world, how can what can we do better to help afford women these opportunities and help? afford them the opportunities to lead in which the way they want to lead, which is may not be the same way that a man may lead. Yeah, for sure. And um, th there's, there's a couple, I think, really important talking points um, within that story. Uh, one, it's it's the the typical stereotype of aggressive and non-aggressive, that, that men are seen as more aggressive, women are seen as more passive, and therefore the aggressive ones will succeed in business. And again, we know this not to be true through data. It's, it's, and same thing with extroverts and introverts. It doesn't uh -huh. really matter. Uh -huh. Even so extroverts, um, data shows are usually less effective than introverts, and most of us are ambiverts anyway that kind of are in the middle. Um, so that's obviously that's the bunk, but but again, it's it's a stereotype that that we feed feed into. The most common one I, I hear is the one that you mentioned is the pregnancy thing. Mm -hmm. It's why would I invest in this person in this woman um, if she's going to get pregnant and and leave for X amount of time? Which you know, I'm married, I have two kids, and I can't I can't even describe how infuriating it is to go through the maternity process. And, you know, obviously see my wife giving birth and, and this this incredible um, this process of, of of having children and then having to just do math and calculate days of when you have to go to work and, and, and have the conversation. Well, do I go to work or do I get paid and being with the kids? I mean, that that's such a huge emotional toll on families and the, and the sociological impact and the psychological impact is so massive and and we're, we're blessed in that my wife is a teacher and even even then you know she we, we had to do a lot of stuff that 
that and we were luckier than most because of that. So just just to think it through, it's just you know it, it's heartbreaking to hear this, these stories. Um, whereas if you look at successful companies that give incredibly long maternity leaves and paternity leaves. Um, again, not not just a single out one sex. Mm-hmm. When they when they give people these 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 really um, massive leaves to be with their family, you see that these employees stick with these companies and become even more productive because they they feel so so part of this company and so thankful to have this. That yeah, you might take a short term loss, but the long term gains are huge. But we're not really long term gains kind of people most of us mm-hmm. unfortunately yeah i mean everybody wants everything now and wants things to happen quickly and you know on also talking on that note at gram sessions this year one of the speakers uh was talking about how she needed to hire a new manager for one of her clinics and she had interviewed a woman and she, who I think she might have been, I don't know if she was pregnant. I think she might have been even pregnant at the time or, you know, something to that effect. And and she thought to herself, or she had just had a baby, but it, there is a baby involved. I don't know if it was coming or already there. I can't remember. And she thought to herself, well, I, I, there's no way I can hire this woman. She's pregnant or she has a baby. She's not going to be able to put in the time. I can't this is not going to work. And yet she had every single qualification that she was looking for in the person to run this new clinic. Every qualification was there, but the baby issue. And so the woman she was interviewing said, you know, I can do everything you need me to do in 30 hours a week. I do not need to work 40 hours a week. That would be a big help to me. So she figured, you know, whatever, I'll take a chance. If it doesn't work, we'll just find someone else. And what she found was that this woman who was working 30 hours a week became her most productive, became her most productive clinic. She was her, she became her most productive leader of a clinic or manager of a clinic. And she was able to get all of the work done and more in that 30 hours. So I think for potential employers, even when they're thinking about hiring or giving someone that raise or bringing someone up into that leadership position, that you, there are ways to find creative solutions for some of these prop, for some of these issues, because it's not a problem for some of these issues. And in this case, instead of working 40 hours, she works 30 hours. And guess what? It worked out great. And she said, I was then kicking myself for even thinking how could I hire this person if they have a small child or if they're going to be or if they're pregnant? And so she said it was a big lesson for her to learn. And that's coming from a female owner, not even from a male owner, you know. Um, and so I think it's important for people to to be able to give anyone a chance and just be open to creative solutions and possibilities because they're there. And that person is going to, if you can accommodate this person, they're going to work hard for you and they're going to do their best. And that's what happened in this example. So I think I find that to be a really great example of um, working within, within the confines of what you have to work with. Yeah. And and it's, and it's, and I'm sure you know this as a business owner, it's, when you're looking at people to work with you or building a team, 
this it's not a man or woman thing Mm-mm. it's not about hitting quotas it's it's not about getting the token person just to be in there it's about best possible for the role and the fit and and what's best for the team and if if, if you're making decisions um out of out of uh kind of exclusion versus who can I include to be the best here, then you've already failed. It's it's never about looking at what gender is in front of you. It's looking at how this how does this person fit into my business, my team, uh, this this environment, this culture that I'm building as, as a business. And that that that's also a bigger discussion of yeah. knowing how to develop a culture in your business, which is a big big issue as well so it's like it's like these these um interwining issues um especially in the business world that that gender just kind of floats through all these problems um and and, and connects a lot of problems unfortunately um yeah. which which is which is frustrating in a lot of ways because i think and I, I think we saw this a little bit and i know you told me of some some kind of um some some stories of people messaging you is that women feel beat down by this is that it happens enough times that a lot of them just say what's the point which which is very unfortunate and that that's a problem that needs to be solved yeah i I agree and you know that's why i put that post up on that facebook group and you know i realize these facebook groups can get a little exhausting um but i the reason that I put that up there is because I really was truly looking for for content and looking for to get people's attitudes and thought processes on women in leadership roles or women thought of as leaders in the physical therapy profession. And I was somewhat surprised, I have to say, and taken aback a little bit as well by some of the answers. And again, you know, when you're on social media, you, it's different than having a conversation like this because you can't tell what someone's, um, what the tone is. I know everyone always says that, but you really can't. And so oftentimes people come off as being offensive when maybe that's not quite what they meant because they didn't type it well or they're not good at typing out what they're trying to say, which I yeah. I get. And defensive as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, if someone, because if you feel someone is, is coming at you and, and you're offended, then of course you're going to get defensive back. Um, what I do is I just try and solve things privately. Like I, like I said before we started, like I'm not going to go tit for tat for someone with someone on a Facebook page. That's insane. You know, like, no, thank you not my scene. Um, so I would much rather send. So one person on that thread, I did send him a private message because he was offensive to me. (laughs) You know, like I don't like you can say, I disagree. I think there's tons of women leaders and I, that, which was not what I said, by the way. Um, I said, why are they not thought of as leaders? Um, but instead I got sort of this personal attack on my character and I was like, come on, buddy. Like, get it together here. Like, this is not what this is supposed to be about, but it does confirm some things as to why maybe women don't speak up on social media because we are far more likely to get attacked or to get, you know, I mean, I I don't know how many people, I did a talk in Monaco on um, social media to bridge the gap between researchers and clinicians. And so we had a pretty full room and I was like, so has anyone here ever like 
kind of had bad things said about them on social media and no one raised their hand except for me. I'm like, come on, not one person. <laughs> One person has had someone say something bad about them. And then like two, two other people like raise their hands. I'm like, well, I guess it's better than just, I was like, it's just me. <laughs> Please say it isn't so. Um, yeah, but, you know, I, I think what what one of the biggest things on that thread was that a lot of women said that they just feel intimidated or that they, they're, they feel intimidated to put their stuff out there because they feel like as a woman, they're going to be judged a little bit more harshly than a man would. And I think to some extent that's true. Um, or oftentimes a lot of women will put some really good stuff out there and it's just completely ignored. And I think that's a fault of, of the profession, but I think that's on women because we're not one, one of the things that came out of the summit last year was the term of amplification and so in the Obama White House, you know, there were women there, but oftentimes they felt like their voices weren't being heard in meetings. And so they started this uh, thing that they called amplification, where if let's say I have Sandy here and Sandy's has a really great idea and it goes around to the table and then I will say, you know, I really loved what Sandy said. And this is what she said, blah, 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 blah. And then another woman would chime in and say, yeah, I really loved what Sandy said to make sure, one, that a good idea is being amplified, and two, that the credit is going to the right person. It's very important. And it's really yeah, important. Social support. So, yeah, that social support. And I think a lot of times um, maybe we're not as good at that as we should be. And so it was a big thing that came out of the out of the – summit last year. And, you know, I think that the men in the, in the PT profession are very good at amplifying each other. You know, like it's true, you know, you're, you guys have like a little bit of a click going and you all promote your own thing. And it's almost always exclusively men. And that's at least, that's what a lot of people portray from social media. And I think and I think it's great that, that you guys do that for each other. And I think that women need to, you know, we have to do that more um, because I don't think we do that enough. And so I feel like that's on us. I feel like that's on us, the women of the profession. And I think it's also on the men of the profession to realize what they're doing. You know, like I had yeah. a conversation with Jeff Moore very briefly on social, I mean, on social media, not face to face. And, and I told him the exact same thing. And I said, you guys are really good at promoting you <laughs> and promoting the other men in the profession. And then when you bring people into the, the clique or this inner circle or whatever you want to call it, it's almost always men. And so everybody, and, and then that send tends to be the loudest because you're all just promoting each other's stuff. Um, and I say, again, I'm nothing wrong with that. That works very well in a lot of different settings, you know? I just wish that, that as women, we could do that as well, you know, and really get out there and say, you know, like Sandy and Sarah are doing this great thing and they're doing this and da da, da and then have, but, you know, oftentimes, like, I personally can't do that because I work 10 hours a day. So I'm not on social media all that much, you know. I don't have time to go back and forth a bazillion times and be real as loud as maybe I could be. Thank God for Edgar because that they do most of my posting for me. Um, and so I think I think that's something that is prevalent. And, and, and 
you know, I'll get, I, I definitely want your thoughts on all of this, but I think that's something that, that I see a lot of. And then, and then you get a lot of followers that are also almost exclusively men. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, you can't deny this. I mean, I, I, it's, it's on social media. I mean, people can see very clearly. And so I think then oftentimes what I hear from a lot of women are like, well, I don't really like want to inject myself into that conversation because it's often ignored or, you know, I don't want to be judged by, by those people. So, you know, I think it's, I think that's an issue and I think it feeds into a lot of people's trepidation and, and feeds into the people who are quote unquote thought of as leaders. So. Yes, there, there, there's absolutely a lot to that. Um, and a lot to unpack. So one, one is, I think the there's an important differentiation to make between popular and leader. 100%. Because you can be popular and not be a leader, which happens quite often. You know, you, you people follow other people for a lot of reasons. And I, I get asked this question. My response to this is, is the same every time. You know, people always ask me, well, how do I get more followers? How do you get more followers? What do you do for followers? It's like, look, look I don't care about followers. It's not about followers. It's about developing leaders. That that's that's what I want to do. That that's what I focus on. And the difference a lot of times between men and women, from what I see, it's about the ask. And from from my experience, men are a lot more willing to ask for something and then ask again and ask again and have that consistency than than women have been. Um, and I, I feel like there's there there's a little less psychology maybe maybe it's just a little bit more directness mm-hmm. um but you you need that and and directness does not equal equal confrontation i feel like that's that's the one piece um from from the women that i know the women in my life and and, and kind of looking through doing a little research on my own through social media um in this topic is that that the directness is very different that the approach that we take as as men and women um and, and there, there's there's nothing to be afraid of. There's you need to kind of get past the paralysis by analysis. You need to get past the perfect the perfection persona. Um, you need to get past imposter syndrome. And and I know saying this is a lot easier than actually getting through it. But but we are so fickle and we are so transient in thoughts. And uh, for, for for God's sake, our president says dumbass shit on, on, on a daily. Um, regardless, regardless of your political affiliation, mm-hmm. you, you, you know, he yeah. says dumb shit. Yeah. Um, and, and we move on. Yeah. We, we move on. You know, we're, we're in that society. I mean, from, from the worst catastrophes of elementary school shootings, which, which breaks my heart reading that, reading the, you know, the headlines or something like that, having, you know, especially having kids, it, it really is heartbreaking, but we protect ourselves. We kind of put another layer on because nobody wants to live in misery. Nobody wants to live in negativity, um, even though we do. And we, we do what we do to move on. Um, and, and we ignore and we say, let's just, let's just keep going. It's not worth it. Like you said, Karen, and Uh it, it, of course it's worth it. it. Yes, it's worth it because you're going to reach a point where you just break and it's just not worth it. Life should not be lived like that. Take challenges, accept failures. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't 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 have that fear of failure. Looking look at it as as opportunities, and um, and it and obviously it's not only women. You know, Jeff and I. You mentioned Jeff. Jeff and I do a mentorship group, and we have some incredible, um, 
you know, future leaders and, and current leaders in that group. And a lot of them are women. Um, I'm pretty sure that it is more guys in there though. Um, and a lot of the guys have the same issues and, you know, some of them are, are less vocal about it than, than the women. It's kind of pulling teeth a little bit. And I feel, I feel like women are definitely a little bit more open about that. And then they communicate better, which is, is a stereotype as well, but it, I think it's more accurate. Um, and, and then when they do communicate about it, it goes out there and I, then the perceptions are made because you're actually saying something and that shouldn't be a negative. That should be a positive. And unfortunately that gets misconstrued as a negative. And I think having strong communication skills and, and for God's sake, having some vulnerability to, to, to talk about the issues that you have. And if people can't absorb those issues and, and, and help people through that, that's not, that's not the person's issue that's talking about it. That's the other person's issue that's listening to it. Um, so that, how do we deal with that, Karen? I, I really don't know. Yeah. And, and, this is the thing, like it is a lot, it's, it's easy to say, you know, oh, get over your imposter syndrome or, you know, speak up or whatever. But I think unless the environment is an environment in which that person feels like they can speak up, then it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? So if like, for instance, there were women on the thread of that post in the doctor physical therapy group who who were very open and vulnerable and who were like, you know, I feel like I, I would love to put stuff out there, but I, I'm afraid to be judged harshly. I'm afraid. And then someone was like, well, you just need to suck it up. I did it. So if I can do it, you can do it. And, you know, my, my husband told me about this thread and, and so I guess that throws out something like, so I guess the, the old men aren't promoting women. You can throw that out the door. I'm like, but he's your husband. He should be promoting you. If he's not, you have bigger problems. Yeah, and it's, it's but it's also the same spectrum of 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 how people deal with with that kind of negativity because right. it goes from tough love to cuddling, and it, one isn't necessarily bad or good. It, right. It's about timing and it's about context, but they're still in the spectrum of encouragement. It's just people give it differently based on their experiences and. You know what that that I think that comes down to a lack of empathy yeah. and understanding because we always think that other people are like us, and then if we can do it, they can do it as well, or they should do it as well if it worked for us or if it didn't work for us, which is obviously not necessarily no, the case. Of course not. It's, I mean, everybody is different, and I think just to tell someone we'll suck it up and just do it, it worked for me. I think that's just a kind of little short-sighted because you don't know what that person's background is. You know, you don't know if that person came from a background where maybe they were never allowed to speak up or they were never given the opportunities or the chances. And, and I think often, oftentimes like with those, it was just, for me, it was like a perfect example of here are women speaking up and being vulnerable. And then what are they told? Just suck it up. Like that's yeah, the opposite of say, being helpful. If you say suck it up, again, I, I think that's perfectly fine, but it, it needs to be followed up by here's how you do it. Right, right. You know, if you give strategies because sucking it up is a mental strategy. You need to have a certain level of mental toughness and, and, and planning to be able to suck it up. Otherwise, you're just making excuses and you're just, uh, you're just kind of uh, uh, s- suppressing a lot of the stuff that's going right. on. You're not, you're not dealing with it. Yeah. You know, so, so and sucking like, up means different things, but uh, say, this is how you do it. 
Right. And like what I heard, like I didn't hear, oh, all these women are giving excuses. I heard these are the things that are my challenges. What can I do to do you what can I do to get over these challenges? You know, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do is figure out what these challenges are. And then what can we do um, to kind of help with that? You know, are there uh, is there education? Is there a group? Is there something where we can give a lot of good encouragement? I mean, I'm in obviously other groups outside of physical therapy groups on Facebook. And oftentimes when I have a big win, I will I won't even share it with other physical therapists. I won't even I'll, I share it in my impacting millions group just because I know those people are going to be genuinely happy. You know, oftentimes, you know, I feel oftentimes that other physical therapists won't. And and I don't know why, and that might be on me, but I don't know. No. I'm not sure. I feel like, I don't want to say it's like nursing where they eat their young, because I don't think that that's 100% true, but I think that it's certainly under underlying. But yeah, I feel like, you know, when I when I pitched to uh, to do a workshop at the International Olympic Committee thing in Monaco, I didn't tell any PTs because I didn't That's think because I didn't think anybody would be that all that encouraging. I mean, I said I did it in the women in PT group because I know that those women are going to and men, there are men in that group as well are going to be more encouraging, but I would never put it in like the doctor physical therapy group. That's insane. Because all you, people, I don't know what people would think, you know, and I'm always like, well, I don't want people to think that I'm bragging or I'm doing this, that or the other thing. And that's, of course, my issue. Um, but I was super psyched when the, when it got um, approved and I was able to go to Monaco and talk in front of an international crowd of and of physicians and, and PTs and, and a whole group of people. Um, and what I found being at that conference, I was like, wow, everybody here is like so nice. And like, they want to collaborate and they want to include you. They don't care what you do for a living. They don't care if you're a doctor or a surgeon or a psychologist or a physio. It didn't matter. Like everyone was equal. Um, and you, no one had a bazillion ribbons or DPT, o, whatever people have after their names, a million you know, all those initials after people's names. It was just your name. And everybody was like super nice. And I often get get the feeling that at some, if it's just strictly PT stuff, that like people would push you down the stairs to get ahead. And that should not be. Like people should not feel that way. And yet a lot of people do. I don't know if people push you to get ahead. I feel like people pull you back so you swing behind them even though they're not going forward. They just know you're behind them. Right, right, yeah. But I mean, I, I it, it's just insane. Um, and so I would love to see that culture change to be more like what I experienced at this conference overseas. You know, I would love to have that sort of feeling of of kinship and, and, you know, oftentimes when we go to these big conferences like CSM, of course you experience that, but you have to kind of seek it out mm -hmm. and you're kind of with, and, and, you know, we all tend to go with the groups that we, the people that we like to hang out with and that's fine. But, um, at the, I just feel like 
at a lot of conferences and certainly online that that women in the profession just are not just not acknowledged enough, you know, and and we're trying to change that um, in in a more positive way. And and I think that there are certainly people doing that, and I think it's great. Um, but it's I, I don't I have not figured out why women are not praised, and I'm not looking for praise, just acknowledgement, just like hey, this was a really this was a really great post, or I really loved what you said about that, or you know, just trying to pull people up along with you, I think is the best way to go versus, like you said, swinging them around to the back um, because nobody likes that. And so misery loves company. That's true. Um, and so I don't know. I don't know where I have to I have to think on this over the next couple of months um, as to it's a tough topic. It's I mean, a it, tough it, topic. I need to I need out. to think on it. And, and like you mentioned, you sorry, cut you off. Yeah, Karen. go ahead. Um, you mentioned um, the the sharing stuff on social media, yeah. where where the guys do it and and stuff like that. And there is definitely some some truth to that. Just just looking at the patterns, uh, but but w- with me and especially with with the people that I associate with and UpDoc Media that deals with. Um, the, the one criteria aside from quality content, that's the baseline, you know, that that's the baseline competency. Of course you need to have, you need to have really good content. Once you hit that check mark, like, yes, the content is good. Does it serve a positive? It's like the Socrates three, right? Does it serve a positive voice? Is, Is there positive influence behind this? And those are the people that I associate with. I don't care if it's male. I don't care if it's female is what you're trying to do and who you are in essence at your core positive. And, you know, some of my favorite people to talk to, one of my favorite people to talk to is, is Heidi Janenga. Yeah, she's great. Heidi on the podcast. Um, I think one of the questions was asked, if you close your eyes and you think of leader, who is it? And we were top three people and she would be in that top three list along with my buddy, Ben Fung. And uh, there's just so many people, but Heidi would, I close my eyes. She's there. Um, and, but, but, you know, being around her, I mean, she radiates confidence and positivity and no bullshit. And, uh, you know, that's, those are the people, I don't care if it's male or female, those are the people that I will always gravitate to. And unfortunately it, it, it's a, it's a small group and that's mainly men because of that. A lot of times it is. It is. A lot of times because maybe they're maybe uh, we're a little bit more vocal about that mm-hmm. of, of that um, or outgoing. Uh, I, again, this becomes a circle conversation yeah. of us trying to figure it out. But I know, I know. Um, I, I think all those things play true. Uh, the question becomes: it's it's how do we equal that out, and how do we balance the scales that it's not that it's not just shoving women as, as token as token women. No, just because of course you have not. To get them. No, but, no, 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 definitely not. People are seen based on merit. You don't have to have a degree to be a good person. You don't have to have a doctorate not to be an asshole. You know, a good person is a good person. That's positive. Those are the people that deserve the best, um, the best opportunities, not, not their gender. Yeah, no, I, I agree a hundred percent. And, and, you know, this is, Again, I, like we said earlier, it definitely goes beyond the PT world. I mean, this is a societal thing, and it happens across the board and, and probably all, all professions. But when you have a profession that's almost all women, should this be happening? You know, there's still a pay gap. Why is there still a pay gap? 
a huge pay gap from what I yeah, see recently. Yeah, 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 and, and PT and, yeah. Yeah, it's and like 80, 80, 87, 87 cents to the dollar women make in, in the PT world. So uh, I, I don't know. I can't speak to 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 other um, professions, but I know it's like 86 or 87 cents to the dollar, which is actually better because it used to be 77 cents to the dollar like a number of years ago. So it is getting better, which is good. But um, it's... It's just, it's one of those topics that I keep trying to, and, I, and my patients keep asking me, well, you do this Women in PT Summit, but why? Because you're not trying to recruit more women to be PTs. And I was like, well, not necessarily, but we're trying to at least inspire people to take some action. And I think if that's something that can come out of that post or come out of this conversation is just to inspire people to take action, to at least notice um, maybe the women in the profession who are doing good things, you know? And I think as women, we need to get better at amplifying each other when we're doing good stuff. It's take action. I think that's, yeah. that is such an important thing. This, this is not just for women. This is for men no, as well. No, 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 yeah. Take action and and if if you if you are not saying anything if you're being passive it's the same thing just if 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 you believe in something and especially if you believe in something worthwhile and you believe in something positive and and, and I would like to think that if you're a physical therapist and you, you stick to that I want to help people which is why everybody gets in the profession and kind of gives the cliche answer but at the core that that it that is a core competency the the core truth of most clinicians uh, that they want to help people and there's there's a lot of ways to help people and I, I really hope I'm with you Karen I hope this conversation obviously we're not we don't have all the answers and the point mm. of this is not to have all the answers but the point is is, is to bring this topic to a much bigger light and and, and really to show that it, it's okay to talk about this whether you're, you're male or whether you're female uh, man or woman you know whichever whichever uh, descript descriptor you prefer uh, it, it's okay to have these conversations, and they are tough conversations. That is that that's an absolute. We know that, but don't avoid tough conversations just because they're tough. Have them, have them decently understand how to talk and debate and disagree. And you know, just because you, you, if you're talking with a woman, doesn't have to you don't have to agree with everything. And just because you're talking to a guy, you don't have to acquiesce to everything. It, it's have a conversation mm-hmm. and disagree. And move the needle forward. Um, I feel like at this point, I'm just saying a lot of cliches, Karen. Yeah. Please stop me. Yeah. Um, and so what do you feel from your point of view? What do you think that your company can do to be a little more inclusive? That That's a great question. This is something we've actually been talking about um, for, for a little while because at UpDoc, it's all guys. Mm-hmm. Um, at Recharge, it's all guys. Um, and it's, it's, it wasn't because of opportunity. Um, it's because of, actually it was because of opportunity. It's just, uh, the opportunities they laid out. What what we're having the real, the hardest time with right now, um, it's, we know, we know we're, we're in growth mode and we know we have to get more people. It's how do we stay? How do we not bias ourselves to hire based on gender versus hiring based on uh, based on merit and, and skill and, and best fit, right? Because th- this is where it becomes very tricky because we want more women. We want more women to work with us. Um, 
We want more women to be part of the team. There's just not more women to, to fill these kind of roles that we're looking for. And it becomes so hard uh, because it, it it's hard to find a physical therapist that's experienced in marketing, that's willing to do more marketing and then and sales than clinic time and vice versa. It's um, for, for recharge. Well, you know, and recharge, we actually had a ton of people. We're not even open yet. We had a ton of people reach out and interested in, in working for us. But when we get into hiring mode um, after we open, it's going to be a whole different conversation. But the best we can do at this time is be is acknowledge that this this issue happens and that we will we will hire on best merit. And it becomes a first come, first serve type of situation. Like we can't hold out hoping that um, a woman comes around. No, of course not. That role. But I think um, it's at least you have it. At least you're having the conversations instead of it being like a bros being bros kind of situation all the time <laughs> that, yeah, you know, it's the, you're it's the complete opposite that you're uh, you're kind of having it. you're having the conversations and, and at least thinking about it, which I think is a good first step um, is a very fir- good first step. And that, that that's you know, that's the best we can do. I, mm-hmm. I had I had a former um, I had a former patient reach out on um, on LinkedIn. She was um, she's a really really awesome soccer player, and she went to college. And um, you know, I stopped practicing um, regularly a couple of years ago. I've been working on UpDoc mostly, and, and now Recharge. Um, and she uh, she linked in me, and she's she's moving back to the state to to go after um, finish up her Canis degree. She stopped playing Division One soccer. And she's like, well, you know, I'm, I really like physical therapy. I really enjoyed, you know, hanging out with you when, when I was there. And uh, I'm looking for a summer internship. And I was just like so ecstatic that I had, you know, th- this is a bias, but I was so ecstatic that I had one, a woman reach out to me because we'll, we'll have um, potentially a woman intern just to be there, just just to, just to have somebody else that, that breaks up that kind of uh, – all guy kind mm-hmm. of environment. Um, but too, she, you know, she was just a really cool person. So I'm, I'm excited about that. But, you know, th- those are also the, th- those are the thoughts that I struggle with is how do I don't swing too far one way or another just because of gender. Uh, but that, that's, that's a hard thing. And, and you're like, you're in business mode, then you're in human being mode. Yeah. <laughs> trying to combine the two, uh, which, which is a bit tricky. And um, it's and kind of unfortunate to say that. Do, do you find that because of, perhaps the the social media persona that you get more men reaching out to you than women i i try not to have a persona i try i mean just like the the culture around the company um not you you yeah not you personally but just the culture on the company do you find that you tend to attract more men than women that's a great question um I feel like for UpDoc, not as much. Mm-hmm. Um, with Recharge, it's too early to tell. We, we've been very, very open to that. And again, you know, having Ryan Smith um, as a partner, Ryan is 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 very, um, very. Um, he's very cognizant of this, and mm-hmm. obviously, having you know, he, he really is uh, has been in the pelvic um, pelvic mm-hmm. health world and and being with Sandy. And Sarah um, at their clinic for uh-huh. a while. I think uh-huh. he has an entirely different perspective. Yeah. So we, we've been incredibly cognizant, and um, ever since I had my daughter, um, you know, this is this is always 
something that uh, it's been important. We, you know, we talked about it on Therapy Insiders for like the last three years. But really, when my daughter, when Zoe was born, and she's one now, um, it, it really it's just it flipped everything. Mm-hmm. And for what I thought compared to what you know the reality that hit me, slapped me across the face, it's kind of like it, it's the same. It's it's the same story every time. You know, once you have a cause because of a personal experience, it's a whole different ball game. You know, if you, if a family member dies because of diabetes and cancer, all of a sudden you're absolutely sure. Gung ho about preventing those diseases and you're doing all the marches and everything before you probably, you know, wrote a check. If, if that, uh, it's the same thing, you know, it's, it's, it's another kick in the ass as soon as she was born. And, um, you know, having, having seen this and then, then putting myself and then, thinking in 20 years if she's going through this how how would I feel as, as a father um, th- those are not places I want uh-huh. to be those are not places where I, that I want her to experience just because uh, she's she's a uh, female because she's a girl um, so that that just flipped my my mindset on this stuff completely and um, it's the same you know m- my son is five years old and he came back from preschool one time saying, I want to be the leader. How, how do I, how do I become a leader? And, and to him, to him, leader was being in front of the line, but he, oh, he, he kept cute. asking me like, what, what is, what is a leader? And, um, you know, we, we had, we had this re- really tough conversation. Talk, talk about defining words and concepts, mm-hmm. try to define it to a five-year-old. Yeah. Um, and, and, and what, what my wife and I, Jamie really came down to is, is a leader is somebody that helps other people, without worrying about how they feel and how it necessarily affects them. Your job is to make sure that other people you're around with are succeeding. And I don't think that's sex dependent. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Not at all. But yeah, I think naturally, naturally his response though was that's great, but how do I get in front of the line? (laughs) Just be the fastest one to the door and you're the, (laughs) you're in the front of the line. (laughs) It's that simple. It's that simple. Just be, just teach him to run really fast. Um, yeah, I, I think when you have a, a more personal experience, I think that, of course, that's going to flip your script a little bit. And what was, you know, last year at the the Women in PT Summit, we had some men there. Um, and after the summit, what everybody, what the men said consistently was, oh, I had no idea that this was happening or I had no idea that these were issues and oftentimes you don't know what you don't know. So that's why you have to be open and, and want to explore these, these topics. But that was the biggest thing that I think the men got out of that was like, whoa, I had no idea that you guys have to go through some of this stuff. And yeah, you're like, yeah. yeah, we do. Yes, we do. Like I get probably much more interesting private messages on Twitter and Facebook than you guys do. Um, when it, just because I'm a girl, like, or I'm a woman, a lady, whatever you want to say. Um, but, uh, you know, I definitely get some crazy, I get some crazy messages, you know, like, so I think on Facebook, somebody like rated my page like a four because I couldn't, couldn't find out how to meet me. Hmm. in person, which is creepy, but I'm, I'm sure like men don't get that. And I can't even tell you some of the private mess. I don't even want to repeat some of the private messages that I get. It's insane that I guarantee you're not getting or different other podcast hosts that are men are not getting these kinds of messages, you know? And I just, I'm just like, whatever. I just kind of let it roll off the, 
you know, roll off my back. But, you know, it's, that's certainly something that women have to deal with when we put ourselves out there. And I think that might be something that can hold some women back, you know? Yeah. And, you know, that there's just, you know, creepy perverts. Yeah. There's uh, creepy perverts all over the place. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and also, you know, again, to, to be fair, there's, there's guys that deal with similar issues, maybe, maybe not, not as, as, as sexual based oh, okay. like, uh, or really? creepy based, but I'm just saying issues in issues. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh, of course. Because guys get attacked by other guys in terms of, you know, kind of that macho heads on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, that, that's, that's that happens. Yeah. 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 Um, that happens but, a lot. I, I think you're right. Like the, the, the point of, I don't know, I, I feel like ex- accidental sexism happens so often yeah, and until yeah. it's pointed out, you just have blinders to it that you really don't even know you're doing it or it's happening. Totally. Yeah. We're all, we're all guilty of that. And, um, luck, luckily, you know, I, I catch myself sometimes and kind of call myself out of, of, of saying that it's like, uh, I, I can't remember the, the exact thing, but, um, I did, you know, I said like, was that was that sexist like did i did i just say something mm-hmm. sexist and thankf- mm-hmm. thankfully my friend um was very kind to me and said no you're just an asshole um yeah you're not you're not, you're not a sexist asshole you're just an asshole uh, so that made funny. me feel a little bit better right yeah and you know even at graham sessions this year um there was a, a guy up at the podium and he was sort of joking like oh i'm gonna put my cabinet together you know, this person will be my VP. This will be Secretary of State. Not one woman. He named not one woman. And so we were sitting in the towards the back, and all of a sudden it was like a whole bunch of women all at once were like, no women in your cabinet? And he was like, oh, my God. He's like, I can't. And I saw he's like, I can't even look at you. I can't even look at you. <laughs> and he was, like, he was like, do you see? He's like, that was my bias showing. He's like, it wasn't intentional. But that's the bias. And again, it goes back to that women are not thought of as leaders. And and I think maybe if we can get more women out there doing um, doing great stuff and putting out great content, that that can change, you know, so that maybe next year at Graham Sessions, when they're putting together a cabinet, at least one woman is somewhere in there. At least one. And I, I think that the, the important thing here with content and uh, content is something that I see in, in my in my dreams and nightmares at this point. And I've studied content for the last two years. The, the biggest thing with content, and this is the question, I'm sure you get this question all the time too, is how do I do this? How do I, how do I grow? How do I, how do I get people to, to tune in? And the, there is no secret to this. The one thing that is consistency, that is the one yeah. piece that is, is, is unifying in everybody that's successful. And you, you will absolutely suck for most of that, when you start out with it, it's going to be horrendous um, and you will be embarrassed in some situations, but it doesn't matter. You have to stay consistent and failure and, and people saying things or most, I think the worst is people ignoring it. Nobody tuning yeah. in. Yeah. That, that is not a reason to stop and quit. That's, that's a reason to track and, and collect data points along the way. And you look at data, you, you don't make assumptions and, and you don't fall down based on your experiences and what you think. It's all data points that you're collecting and you can't have trends without data points. Now, now, if you're doing this for like three years or four years and you haven't grown at all and you're kind of like flatline, yeah, you, your content sucks right. or your strategy sucks. Right. Um, but you have to have enough of that, of those data points to make those assumptions. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and I think something that I hope to do this year with the the women's summit is to maybe 
like last year was our first year kind of just sort of putting the feelers out and see what what happens and so I think this year we're gonna try and get some different programming up you know so if if it is you know if a woman wants to start a podcast I'm more than happy to facilitate that or you know how to make great videos or how to you know there's a lot of different ways that women can put them that men and women can put themselves out there but oftentimes they just need a little encouragement and direction and I think with women you kind of touched on this earlier in the discussion is that women and I know I'm definitely one of these women like to only put stuff out there if it's like perfect or close to perfect whereas men will just throw shit up at the wall and see what sticks you know, they're, they're not worried about it being perfect. They're just worried about putting stuff out there. But, and, and that's something that a lot of women said on the thread on Facebook as well was, I just feel like I don't want to put something out there unless it's almost perfect. Right. Cause that comes back to what you said is the fear of judgment. Right. Because if it's perfect, that the likelihood of being judged is less, is much less. Yeah. But that's all perception. That's not reality. That is, that is perception yeah, because for there's sure. no such thing as perfect. For sure. Yeah. There's no question. Um, but so, you know, if there are ways to, you know, educate and, and get people to put stuff out there, that's, that's just good, solid content. And I think for me, what really helped is reading, just reading a lot of different blogs, both inside and outside of the PT world and say to yourself, okay, this is not like, I'm making this out to be much harder than it really is. Like if people are putting stuff up there, that's, I, I can do this, you know, it doesn't have to be a hundred percent perfect. And, but it took me like a year to get to that point, you know, cause it, it's, yeah, it took a year. And that's the consistency part, right? It, it takes time and it's little steps and you have yeah. to get over the hurdles. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what you're saying is, I, I, it's definitely, I, I agree with you. I think it's, it's very much, um, or it's, it's, it's heavily female dominant, but it's, it's so many guys suffer from this as well. Um, having you know consulted a bunch, and again to to reference our our, our masterminds group, pe- people are just afraid to put themselves out there. Mm-hmm. Men, men, and women. It's just nobody likes to be um, critiqued. Nobody likes no. negativity. No, nobody likes to be not. put down. You know, we're, we're human beings. We, we like positivity. We like encouragement. Um, and there, there's there's good ways to there's there's difference between feedback and critique. Mm-hmm. They're not the same thing. Um, and, and, and knowing how to deliver that. Uh, but again, if somebody gives you critique poorly, that's not on you. That is on them. And, and right. for you to assimilate that as, as your fault or your issue is, is something that I think is, is, is a skill, a mindset skill that um, is incredibly invaluable because th- this is something I, I tell um, tell my people all the time it's like you really need to you really need to get lower down your um or increase your i don't give a fucks level like people care so much and and i think maybe that's the profession karen maybe that's we're just trained Mm -hmm. to care about people and we're just around people that are hurting all the time and and we try to absorb that and make them feel better or maybe we we take on that a lot but just people care way too much and you really you need to just just give no fucks a little bit more. Well, and, and I think you have to, I think it's important to care. And, and we're not saying don't care about your content. I think you have to care about your content. And I think that if you're putting something out there where you know what you're, you know, you're confident you've done the research 
and you put something out there and if someone has a critique to that but you've done the research and and you know what you're writing then you know no one's going to get one by you you know what i mean and it, absolutely and, and to me it's two questions that i typically ask one is this of value to my audience? And two, am I proud to put my name or my company brand mm -hmm. behind this? Mm -hmm. If the answer is no to one, it doesn't go out. If the answer is yes to both, it goes out. It's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's great advice. And and that can kind of take on a whole other conversation. And that's not the point of this talk, so we're not going to go there on that. But um, I think for, for women in the profession, whether you're a student, or you're a new grad, or a seasoned professional, I think the best thing that we can do to help women in the profession to be thought of as leaders is to amplify messages that are good messages, to, like you said, really think about putting out consistent content. And that's hard. Consistent content is hard. There's no question. Um, Benson, sorry. Um, He's like all over me. He's got thoughts. Oh my God. He's all, he's, if you, I'll post some pictures afterwards because I took some pictures. He's just all over the microphone. Um, <laughs> so I think if you're, yeah, so getting back. So I think at women in the profession, I think we probably need to be a little bit better at amplifying each other's messages um, that are good messages and good content. And I think, uh, be more consistent with putting content out there and to not be afraid and to not strive for perfectionism, but strive for, for putting something out there that you're proud of. It doesn't always have to be perfect, which is really hard, by the way. It's very hard. It's, it's, it's incredibly hard. And, uh, but again, with so much, with, with so much stuff and then how quickly everything moves, um, even if you if, even if you say the dumbest thing or the worst thing, people people move on. Unless you're united, then you're just screwed. Then you're in big just, trouble. Unless you're united or what's his name Spicer, you're in big trouble. Um, oh my god, it's the worst. That, what a week. that is an entirely different conversation. What a week! What a week! Oh um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is true. You know, you put something out there, it's it gets buried within a day or two. You know, so if you put something out there that sucked, it's okay. You move on. And, you know, you could put something out there that maybe people didn't respond to. You can always ask, ask someone whether you can, if you have a list or whether you have friends on Facebook or what have you, you can ask and say, you know, what, what, what was I missing here? How come this didn't get the traction I thought it was going to get? You know, and oftentimes people will give you some really great feedback. So, you know, I think there's a lot of ways to to help promote women in the profession, and a lot of a lot of ways to help women to be thought of as leaders. And I think it takes a lot more than obviously one conversation. Um, but I I hope my hope is that it's this is something that will we could keep having a conversation about and and hopefully more people will will think of women as leaders even if they're even if they're not the loudest they can still lead and uh, i'll reference what you said before i think it's about action it's you can't help people that don't want to help themselves and we say this a lot to our patients and i think this very much rings true to leaders and women and and men in the profession um you need to be willing to put yourself out there. 
um, and, and you need to say that I want to be a leader, that I, I want to be out there and, and help me and support me and, and, you know, go for the ask and be actionable and people will rally around your message and eventually they will rally around you and, um, you know, yeah, push I, that forward. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think doing, you know, you could, you can only do what you can do, right? And I think if you're yourself and you inject your personality and your knowledge, people, you know, people gravitate to people that they like. And respect. And respect. Yeah. Plain and simple. So, you know, I I just, I don't know. I hope that, that attitudes kind of change. And even the, some of the comments on that thread on Facebook were not so positive. Um, But I think that's, that's okay. You know, I, I hope that maybe the, we were able to change those people's minds a little bit. Agreed. And, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Karen. I'm, I'm glad you posted that question and um, got that discussion going. And yeah. I, I really I really enjoyed um, having this conversation with you. And I really hope that it, it, it furthers more people into this conversation and and um, really opens up the doors. And I don't want to say gives permission to people, but I hope it empowers people. I think that's what you said is empowers yeah. people to uh, to join in men, women, doesn't matter. But just um, one for, for women to feel like they can and, and for men that maybe have been thinking this and have been seeing this and didn't really know how to address it or maybe afraid that if they don't have a place to talk about this because you're guys, that, that's not the case. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. This, this, is about, um, this is about opportunity for everyone and this is about having a voice and, and really doing what's right, I think. Yeah, and, and I think it's also important to note that, you know, you can't... We want to have men in these conversations, you know, it's like having a conversation about race relations with only one race doesn't work, you know? So if you're going to have a conversation about gender equality, you need both genders there and, and both kind of invested in, in, and in the conversation. Exactly. And uh, this was great. I, I yeah. really enjoy this. Well, and, thank you. Um, to, to, to everyone. I hope, um, I hope the conversation keeps going and if, if you listen to the podcast, obviously, you know, tweet at us at Therapy Insiders. Um, Karen, what? Uh, what at, can I, yep, at Karen Litzy NYC. Karen Litzy NYC, um, East Coast. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, keep keep it going. Tag us in this. Um, if, if you found this valuable, if you have thoughts, which I'm sure you do, um, tweet at us, yep. reach out to us. Um, Stop it. <laughs> ideally let's let's keep this more public than private obviously i'm sure we you know we we love private messages just if you feel like that's the only way you can talk about this we'll, we'll take it yeah um, for sure but l- let's keep this public let's get a lot of people into this and i'm, I'm really excited to see where this conversation goes and I, and I hope it really keeps going and snowballs yeah positively. yes as do i so thanks thanks so much for for taking the time out likewise karen always a pleasure okay